Welcome to the Cup of Joe Wrestling Show. Cup of Joe Wrestling Show? With Joey Harris. A podcast for the wrestling fan on the go. So take your favorite beverage of choice and join Joey as he takes a look at some of the biggest shows on the WWE Network. Wrestling Show. I am your host, Joey Harris. This is the podcast for the wrestling fan on the go. So take your favorite beverage of choice as we look at some of the biggest shows on the WWE Network. Today we're going to be looking at the main event from the WWF. The main event was broadcast live on NBC on February the 5th, 1988, 32 years ago this past week. It was broadcast from the Market Square Arena in Indianapolis, Indiana. It had a 15.2 Nielsen rating and approximately 22 million viewers watched the event. We start out, Randy Savage says he's going to send the Honky Tonk Man back to Disgraceland. The Honky Tonk Man and Jimmy Hart say Randy Savage is a whiner and lucky that HTM doesn't play a piano. Andre the Giant and the Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase say that after tonight, the belt will fit as easily around Andre's waist as his hands fit around Hulk Hogan's neck. Andre says he can't wait to do it again and again and again. Hulk Hogan says when Andre the Giant put his hands around his neck, he knew he was in the fight of his life. But he says Hulkamania will never die and we go to our opening credits. Vince McMahon and Jesse Ventura welcome us to the main event. Jesse says that Hulk Hogan is going down tonight. And then they show a video of Hulk Hogan training. And the music that they use is about to be Jake Roberts' theme. Very weird. Then we go to a clip of Mean Gene interviewing Honky Tonk Man and Jimmy Hart. Honky Tonk Man says Liz is head over heels for him. They also use a bunch of corny Elvis lyrics to work in the interview. You get the drift. Mean Gene then interviews Randy Savage and Elizabeth. The music bleeds through here some. You can't hear anything hardly. Savage is intense, though. He's purple in one of the shots. Now, at this time, I'm 10 years old and not much of a wrestling fan. Like, I knew who all the wrestlers were. I didn't know who wrestled where, but I don't know why, I guess because I didn't know what when the show was playing and I never got to stay up to watch Saturday night's main event. And I'm guessing either I was out this Friday night or that my family was watching something else because I certainly didn't watch this. But I know that some of my classmates at the time were huge wrestling fans and they were all about this show. So, we go to our WWF Intercontinental Championship match. The Honky Tonk Man with Jimmy Hart and Peggy Sue versus Randy Savage with Miss, Eliz- Miss Elizabeth. Now, of course, we know Peggy Sue is Sherry Martell under a wig. And the Honky Tonk Man has gone on records many times as saying that they wanted Savage to win the belt back here and that they were going to bury the Honky Tonk Man. Like, they were going to repackage him, he'd be back. And he didn't understand that. They'd been doing really well. He didn't have a problem losing, but he didn't want to be repackaged and and go out. He didn't want to lose that way. So he says that Vince McMahon never looked at him when they were having this meeting. 
So he calls Jim Barnett at Jim Crockett Promotions. Jim Crockett is on vacation. So he says call back the next day. But in the meantime, Jimmy Hart says to him, give Vince a chance to make this right. And they work something out, he says, because Vince says that there are a million finishes. You don't have to bury a guy by doing it this way. So he stayed. How things would have changed if he had gone. And Randy Savage ends up being the person who benefits from this the most as we'll go on here. But looking at this, I realize that Jimmy Hart is the bravest man alive because it's not many men that could go into a arena full of screaming fans night after night and be right there in the center of them and scream on a megaphone, come on, honky, let's go. Randy Savage is, as usual, intense to start. The Honky Tonk Man and Jimmy Hart both selling hard for him. Honky Tonk Man uses the megaphone on Savage to gain advantage. If you listen to Peggy Sue, again, you can tell it's obviously Sherry Martell under a blonde wig. More and more cheating by Honky Tonk Man and Jimmy Hart. Honky Tonk Man goes after Miss Elizabeth. Savage attacks from behind. Savage hits all his patented moves. He goes for the elbow, but the Honky Tonk Man gets up. Savage then puts the sleeper on. Peggy Sue goes after Elizabeth. Honky Tonk Man and Savage go outside. Savage beats the count in and wins the match, but not the title. They attack Savage after the match, and Elizabeth protects him until Savage gets the guitar. He then breaks the guitar, and Honky Tonk Man and Jimmy Hart and Peggy Sue have left by this time, and Savage parades Liz around. So then Vince and Jesse then recap the Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant feud. Mean Gene interviews Ted DiBiase, Andre, and Virgil. DiBiase says Andre is already the champion, but that Hogan is a coward. Andre once again says once he gets his hands on Hogan, he's never going to let go. Andre, DiBiase, and Virgil go into the ring. Mean Gene then interviews Hulk Hogan. He says with all the controversy of WrestleMania 3 and whether the count was a true three, three count or just a two count, he's ready because with the world watching, Hulkamania will live forever and he's going to put all the controversy behind him. WWF World Heavyweight Championship match. Hulk Hogan versus Andre the Giant with Ted DiBiase and Virgil. Hulk Hogan tries to go after the trio with the belt to begin with, and they make a big deal over Dave Hebner being the ref instead of Joey Morello. Hogan poses before the match because he have to get it in. He's not going to have time to after the match. He's pumped and ready. Andre's slow to get into the ring. Hogan attacks both DiBiase and Virgil, then he and Andre slug it out. Hogan is having trouble knocking Andre down. Hogan is throwing everything at Andre. He goes up top, but he gets caught. Both men get injured. Andre is choking Hogan. Hogan is battered. Hogan sells really well here for Andre. They suddenly keep mentioning Dave Hefner. Hogan hulks up. He knocks Andre down. He goes for the leg. Virgil interferes. Hogan complains that Virgil is interfering. Andre gives two headbutts and an awkward hip top. Hip toss suplex. It's not really a suplex. It's more of a hip toss. He pins Hogan. 
who has his shoulder up right before the two, but the referee keeps counting. Andre is your winner and the new champion. There's so much controversy here. The referee presents the belt to Andre. Mean Gene is in to interview Andre, who calls the belt the tag team championship for some reason, and then surrenders the belt to the million dollar man. Hogan is upset, and then all of a sudden, there are two Dave Hebners in the ring. Hogan grabs both of them, then they start fighting. One knocks the other out, then Hogan throws the remaining one on DiBiase and Virgil. It was revealed post-match that the referee was not the assigned referee, Dave Hebner, but rather his twin brother, Earl Hebner, who was hired by Ted DiBiase as part of a storyline screw job. Then, WWF President Jack Tunney said that the title could only change hands by pin or submission, and said that by attempting to surrender the title, Andre had actually vacated it. Now, this is a fantastic angle. Someone wrote on Twitter last week what is an angle that was handled perfectly, and people try to look back on it with rose-colored glasses in 2020 vision, but this was the perfect angle for its time. Bruce, Bruce Pritchard even says on his podcast that that night he didn't know that that was Earl and not Dave coming in. Now he knew Earl, of course, but this is a great angle. Earl had been with Jim Crockett Promotions until a few days before. Now, if you go back a couple of weeks, the episode that I did about the Bunkhouse Stampede, Earl is working that event. That's only a couple of weeks before this. And he's working for Jim Crockett Promotions just a few days before this. Nobody knew. And then all of a sudden, you have Dave coming up, and, and you get it. Now, they're pushing, is this some guy that he had plastic surgery? And it sounds hokey if you think about it, but if you look at it through the eyes of 1988, Hogan, Mean Gene, DiBiase, Andre, Dave and Earl Hebner, Vince McMahon and Jesse Ventura all are pushing hard that something has happened here and they are getting this angle over. Now, Mean Gene interviews Hulk Hogan, who is awesome here, and I have to just read the transcript of this interview. He comes on, he's upset. How much money did they spend on the plastic surgery, man? I had all the bases covered. I had the Hulkamaniacs watching DiBiase. Now, hold on just a second here. I was as big as Hulkamaniac as any of us, but what is it going to matter if we're watching DiBiase? We can't do anything. We're just watching. And plus, most of us are kids. And plus, you don't want us interfering in the matches. I had Virgil in his place. Uh, debatable. Never in my wildest dreams, Mean Gene, would I think I would get ripped off by a penny pension two-timing referee. How much money on the plastic surgery, man? How much money did he spend to pay the referee off? When I turned around, Mean Gene, they were identical. Identical. Look at the shoulder, brother. Look at the shoulder. The referee's paid off, brother. Look at the $100 bills falling out of his pocket. Not once did a dollar bill of any denomination fall out of the man's pocket. I went back and looked twice. My God, Hulkamaniacs. What a brilliant interview. I mean, Oscar worthy, if you ask me. We come back. We don't have a lot of time, but we do go to our WWF Tag Team Championship match. Strike Force, Tito Santana, and Rick Martell. 
versus the Hart Foundation, Bret Hart and Jim Neidhart with Jimmy Hart. Jimmy Hart is the sandwich to this main event special. He was out first, he's out last. It's joined in progress as Vince has to sign off just as we join the match. But as we see the credits, we see that Tito pins Brett after a failed sunset flip. So we do get that. This sets up WrestleMania 4 perfectly. Now, whether you believe the Honky Tonk Man story that they had to change things because they had originally promised DiBiase the belt at WrestleMania 4, if you believe Bruce Pritchard that this was always the case. Now, there is a, another, the original tournament brackets are out there and you can't see where it wouldn't go to someone other than Ted DiBiase on there, but then they changed the brackets and you can clearly see that the Macho Man was going to win after you eliminate both Andre and Hulk Hogan, but we'll get there as we continue this look at 1988 and we've got great things coming up. I've been working hard on this show and some great shows coming up as we continue to look at 1988, but we will also take detours. Uh, I've got some great shows from before 88 coming up as well as then progressing through the years via the WWF or rather WWE Network. Thank you all for joining me. Please rate the show, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts at, share with friends, um, and you can contact me. There are a number of ways you can contact me. You can follow the show's Twitter at CoupleJoePod. You can email the show at CoupleJoeWrestlingShow at gmail.com. You can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I am at the Joey Harris. Thank you for joining me this week. This is Joey Harris saying so long from Stately Maine, Maine. The Cup of Joe Wrestling Show is a production of Baby Kangaroo Media.